getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. Um, this is Fergus and I will soon be joined by some of the guys. Uh, we are going to talk about um, all things Arsenal. Um, we... Um, we... It feels like a defeat, but we drew against uh, Watford on Sunday. Um, and we're going to discuss that. We'll have the Gunnar debate. Uh, we're going to look ahead to the Europa League game. And obviously, we've got Villa on Sunday. So there's lots and lots to talk about. First and foremost, I am joined by uh, Big Steve. Steve, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good. I mean, better than, better than the weekend. Let's put it that way. We, we will get into that. We will get into that. Uh, also joining us um, on uh, episode 89 is uh, Scunny Mike. Scunny Mike, uh, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Is it cold up north? What is it with you and cold in this hat? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Let me wear a hat, man. <laughs> I'll let you wear a hat. That's all right. Um, and are you going somewhere te- formal with that shirt? No, I've just finished work, mate. Oh, Actually, yeah. I've done a proper Arsene Wenger. I've had pizza before I come on, so I just had to check my teeth before. Yeah, uh, one I lasagna, didn't you? No, it wasn't lasagna. That's Tottenham. <laughs> That's reserved for the Tottenham. Um, somebody who is not cold uh, is uh, all the way from the Greek island of Kos. Um, Trev, how are you? It's dark out there now, isn't it? Yeah, it's Fergus. Pitch black, mate. It's uh, quarter to nine at night. How are you, mate? How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I had a few technical challenges, but uh, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, I gathered that, mate. Yeah, gathered that. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to this. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about looking forward to this next one. He <laughs> he could be absolute <laughs> chaos. Um, Manny was a character on the audio podcast. I've had a chat with Manny because uh, we do not swear, or at least we try not to swear on the um, uh, video live podcasts. <laughs> and, and I can see the smile on his face already. <laughs> Our Congolese Frenchman, how are you? Uh, let's unmute yourself first. Uh, yeah, no, you've you've muted yourself. Check your headset. I can't hear you. Check your headset. No, the button on your headset that you've got muted. Listen, you have a look at your headset. We will come back to you in a second and we'll talk to the other guys. So um, before we do that, what I would like to uh, discuss and talk about, um, a fellow podcaster of ours, um, uh, Terry, um, Trev, Guna Trev in, um, in, in uh, Australia, um, got very ill last Thursday, and they have, thankfully I did get an update that he's um, out of coma, and um, he is he's he, he's got a long battle against uh, ahead. But he did um, have ten hours ten hours of surgery uh, on a, an operation on his heart. His heart was bleeding into his body and uh, filling his body with blood. Um, he had a five percent chance of surviving that operation, um, and uh, thankfully he survived the operation. Even though his wife did say goodbye to him, 
Um, and only today that we get an update that he he was put into into an induced coma, um, but he was struggling to come out of it. But he has come out of coma. He's recognising people. He's breathing on his own. So it's really good. Hey, listen, we just um, we do wish you uh, wish you very very well. So um, Gunnar Tez from the Clock End Talk, get well soon, mate. Okay. So. Um, Getting back to the boys, this is really hard to do all this stuff together, you know that. Let's get the boys on and let's start talking about uh, football. So, um, Scunny and right. Steve, um, let's see if we can talk to Manny. Have you sorted your microphone out, Manny? I hope so. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So, introduce yourself, Mr. Controversial Manny, as you were. And why haven't you got a shirt on? We have got some etiquette here. I've got a shirt on. The boys have got Arsenal at power, and you've got a vest oh. on. So? Does it really matter? Not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was rushing a little bit, so no time to do all of that. Okay. Listen, what we are going to do is we are going to talk about the the Watford game, and we're as we said, we're going to try and keep it nice and clean and nice and polite because there's no swearing on here, Manny. Uh, I actually have to talk to myself on this as well. But I'd also like to ask people to join our YouTube page because after Christmas, um, these will also be going live on YouTube as well. So uh, do join our YouTube page. It's Guns and Yellow Ribbons, so you'll be able to see us on there, um, and also on Spotify and you uh, Spotify and all podcasting platforms. Johnny from the North Bank, he also puts on. Um, the preview show. So uh, have a listen to his preview show. He's done a preview show ahead of the Watford game. He's looking at doing one tonight for the um, Frankfurt game. So we'll only skip over parts of that. Um, and he'll do one ahead of the Villa game. But let's look back to what we had on Sunday. Um, oh, first of all, before we start, little Joseph is watching <laughs> now that's made me nervous <laughs> hello joseph you're all right mate up the arsenal and uh, oh Brenham. that's joseph is it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah joseph well that's his, that, okay. that, that, that that's uh that's um that that's siobhan his mum and uh, joseph asked a question of you trev actually since you're on there Mister. <laughs> 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 <Listen, laughs> just before just before we go on, boys, my granddaughter's watching, so I've got to say hello to Florence, otherwise she won't go to bed for her mum. So hello, Florence, be a good girl, all right? And I won't <laughs> swear, I promise. If that Manny swears, I'll tell him off, sweetheart. Okay. okay. Right, we got, we, got over, we got over the nice bits. Lineups for Watford. Uh, Ozil started. Oh, God. Six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten. <laughs> Ozil started a diamond formation. Uh, no Lacazette. Um, and in the last nine, uh, the last nineteen games, um, Abamyang scored five. Lacazette has scored. F uh, sorry, Abamyang scored eleven. Lacazette has scored five goals, and only three other goals from other goal scorers. So we were, you know, without having Lacazette, it was quite a desperate thing to worry about. Um, 
since his pre uh, since Aubameyang's um, Premier League debut in, tw- in February 2018, Arsenal forward has been directly involved in 46 goals in all competitions, 37 goals, nine assists. Only Mo Salah, with 53, has had more uh, in hand at this time. So the first half, what did we what did we make of the, the the thing that stuck out to me first of all for the first half was the new Danny Sabayas song. Did you hear it? Trev? Yeah, I heard it. I couldn't quite get the words, though, Fergus. You could just make out Tobias and then watching it on the telly, couldn't quite hear what they were singing. So uh, hopefully I might pick that up tomorrow eh, when I get to uh, to Frankfurt. I, yeah, I was going to say, we will go, we'll go on to the Frankfurt thing, but I yeah. do hope you do get the words and uh, that you... Um you come back to us uh, and, and and message the words to us on on, on the WhatsApp group. Um, yeah. What what did what what was your sum up of just like the first half? What did you what did you make of the first half of the performance that we had? Well, I, f- I thought we was all right, Fergus. You know, I, we didn't. I didn't. We didn't miss Lacazette. We we seemed to be to be going well, comfortable. We were under pressure, weren't we? We, we didn't have it all our own way in the first half, but we nicked a couple of goals. Obama Yang. You get to half time, you're 2 0 up. You cannot see anybody. You can't see us giving away them two goals in the first half performance. Yeah, I, I sat there quite happy with it all, you know. Um, yeah, that, you know, as I said, Watford had had their chances, but um, we were 2 0 up. I thought we were, you know, comfortable. With, I thought we were going to win the game 3 0, to be honest. Yeah. Steve, um, what did you make of it? Well, um, I was I just was the first half when it was on. Uh, but the, what I saw of the first half, the first thing I noticed, as I say, I was I was gigging, so I was right. I mean, I was back at the pub, but I could see the TV. The first thing I picked up on was just how much of a mess our midfield looked from the get go. You know, even though the fact that we were in control, we went two nil up before before the second half, but just there was no cohesion in the midfield at all. Kalasnach and Maitland Niles were getting forward. And then it just everything in the middle was a mess, even in the first half. Our Congolese Frenchman thoughts mm-hmm. on the first half? Uh, cautious. Um, I was cautious with it because I could see a pattern forming. Like Steve said, our midfield was all over the place. Uh, I'm not sure what the plan was. I'm not sure why we played a diamond, especially with Sabayos and Guendouzi. You know, those are not exactly their roles. Those are not what they're, they're good at. So I thought that, you know, it was against the run of play, both goals. I thought Watford were in it, you know, even though they were a bit wasteful. But I, I was fearful for the second half, and you saw exactly why. Uh, I wasn't good with it. Mike? Mike? Yes. Your th- your your thoughts on the, on the first half briefly. We'll uh, get into the detail of it. Just your, your summer your summary of the first half. Well, I think for the first, I think for the first ten minutes we weren't really in it, and then uh, after that we started to push on a bit more. But I agree with what Manny just says there. I I wasn't really liking the formation at all. That diamond formation just doesn't work uh, for some for a game like Watford anyway. Okay. Um, Trev, we're looking at um, the first goal. Uh, I'll bring you all back in, actually, on this one. Um, so looking at the first goal, uh, Sabias's tackle on the halfway line, um, which he gave to Kolasniak, who got the assist 
for Abamyang and what a turn and shoot that Abamyang had there. What did you guys think of it? Uh, Trev, do you want to go first on that one? Yeah, uh, well, as I just said, it came against the run of play, didn't it? And uh, it was it, it was it was typical on the break stuff, wasn't it? And, and Aubameyang did what he does best when he plays down the middle. When he plays down the middle, not out wide, he, he put the ball in the back of the net, and uh, away we went. Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to. Do you know what? I can't remember the build up to the goal. I'm getting old, boys. My bro, it, my brain cells. It, it, we're on the on the far side of the pitch. I think it's the the right hand side of the pitch. Uh, we lost the ball, and Sabias um, ran back and tracked back. Uh, made a, a tackle. It went to VAR. Uh, it went to VAR, and um, it Sabias uh, made the tackle, and then he. Uh, Kalasniak picked up the picked up the loose ball and went up the other end and, and put it into Abamyang. Manny, what did you make of it? Good goal. Um, nothing to complain about. I like that little bit of, of nastiness from Sabayos to get in there and get the ball back. Yeah. Wasn't a foul. I don't know what you know VAR doing what VAR does, but good play all round. I didn't have any complaints whatsoever considering the pattern of play. So yeah, it was good. Um, Steve, with the second goal. If you look at the second goal with um, Ozil, who didn't Ozil do very yeah, o- o- Ozil put the ball through um, to Maitland Niles and um, Abamyang. There was twenty passes in the build-up uh, to that game. Abamyang's second goal for the Arsenal against Wat- Watford was the longest pass in sequence uh, in the leading goal in 2019-2020, the Premier League campaign so far. What did you make of that goal? Um, well, I saw that one live, um, and I messaged messaged the guys when it happened because I couldn't see whether it was Sabios or Ozil that put the ball through. Um, but he sort of did like you know, I, I mean, credit where it's due. Didn't see him much for the for you know the, the majority of the time he was on the pitch. He popped up then, led to a goal, but he had a nice little sort of almost sort of a half dummy put the ball through to make the nails, and he had an easy job in squaring it, which he did very well. Um, I just think that showed, you know, when when we can keep possession or when we can sort of put them on the back foot, we're dangerous going forward. And we've, we know this. We've said this for months and months. But, you know, ultimately it's, you know, we took our chances then, you know, the few chances we had and we got two goals. But then, you know, it fell apart as soon as we, you know, we get on the back foot. Yeah. And that... Um... That was a great start, but we could see the cracks happening. Um, I think there was a point when uh, Gwen Doozy starts to to fluff on the edge of the box. Um, did that show uh, signs of the issues that we've got with passing out from the back, Trevor? Um, what did you what, what did you think on on um, on Gwen Doozy's performance? Because uh, to be honest, I'm not a fan of. Saying I'm not a fan of Guendouzi would be wrong, um, but I have criticised um, Guendouzi and not said that he's... Uh, hang on, I can see Mike in the background. Go on. <laughs> Mike, you knew this was coming, didn't you? Mike, you, you, you love him, really, and yeah. I know you do. You just love to hate. That's your problem. And I know you love Guendouzi, and you had to give him the benefit of the doubt the other week when I mentioned it to you. I thought he had a good game against um, against Tottenham. Um, I thought um, he um, 
he was I, I thought he was very active in the Watford game. Um I think uh, Watford targeted him. <laughs> Watford targeted him. Look at him, he's struggling. I love it. Why he's is struggling. everybody giggling, Fergus? Why is everybody giggling? He's struggling. I don't know. Look, I'll you talk about yourselves. He's struggling. No, he's it. struggling. Go away. Yeah, go away. It I made me laugh on the um on the uh fans forum the match positives when he put Gwen Doozy had a good game I was just like the his worst game after weeks of us praising him and he turned around and says that Gwen Doozy had a good game it's like what are you watching Ferg what are you watching <laughs> Cyclops Cyclops can, man you, he's <laughs> blind bro can you blame Gwen Doozy for that goal though can you blame no. Gwen you can't, can you? No. If 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 we're going into the if we're going into the second half uh, where where the goals and and we conceded, um, and we might as well move on onto that area. Um, VAR was unavailable at the very start of the game. There was apparently a fire alarm at VAR Central. Um, Fifty three fire alarm in a van. <laughs> Fifty three minutes in. I I rewatched the game the following on Monday morning. On match of the day, and at 53 minutes in, uh, cleverly hits Rose Zed. The match of the day commentator says, Watford look like they have a total lack of confidence. They are not in this game at all. And from that restart, <laughs> we concede our first goal. And Trev, you, you asked, is Gwenduzi to blame? Do you think he's to blame? No, Fergus. I most definitely don't, mate. I'm not going to say Gwenduzi had his best game because we all know he didn't, right? But this is the way they're all playing football this way now, these Premier League teams. They, they play this ball out short from the back. And what's happening, they, they, all the opposition, they're high press, high press, high press. And, and, and they're going to give goals away. I don't know why they do it. I'm, I mean, I'm not a football brain man. You know, I'm a supporter. But I can't work out where the benefits are in these short balls from the back. I mean, City got done as well, didn't they, at Norwich, you know, with the same mm. situation. And so, Liverpool. Yeah, of course, yeah, and Liverpool. So I don't know what's going on with this short ball. But the, and the trouble is with us as well is that we we've, we've got to be honest. Our back, our defenders, they're average, aren't they? They're not the best defenders in the world. They're average, and I don't think they're skilled enough to get away. They get, they're going to get away with it ninety percent of the time. But that one time they get caught out, it's leading to goals. You know, so um, yeah. I, I, I don't I can't figure out why this short ball it just it just invites the high press now the opposition know what's going on and they're on top of them yeah uh, Trev, think, but... we, we've we've got the words to the Danny Sabaya song <laughs> he drinks a Stella he's paella the boys magic <laughs> thank you Rebecca really appreciate that what, Cheers, what, tune, thanks, what tune is it to, is it to as well if you could let us know that would be fantastic as well um but uh, Manny, you're a very mm. big critic of Arsenal when they do things wrong. Um, yeah, and in this situation, they did do some something wrong. Who who is to blame? Is is it the manager, the tactics, a particular player? Who do you reckon? All of them. It's it's the tactics because clearly the players are being instructed to play that way. It's the players on the pitch because there's nobody on that pitch to tell them, you know what, let's vary the play a little bit. You know, let's let's do something different. Let's try to go out to Kalasanak or go out to Maitland-Niles. I blame everybody for this one. And I blame Socrates as, as one of our most experienced players 
to be that stupid, to be that lackadaisical, to not see the play and see what's going on, no. It's unforgivable. I don't give a Oh, that was I almost almost did it, almost did it. But his 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 Twitter message afterwards, I'm like, you know what? There's no point for this. There's no point at all because the damage has been done. So to say that, oh, you know, I'm I'm sorry. Listen, the best way you can say sorry is by not doing it again. But it's, at least it's that yeah, yeah, you got to look at it this way, though, aren't you? You got at least he held his hands up, unlike our captain, sure. for instance. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say the last couple yeah, we, of weeks. We sorry. Go on, go last, on, Steve. Last, Last couple of weeks, all we've seen on Twitter is is word accountability thrown about, and I think mm. for for Socrates to come out and say, you know, put his hands up, you know, yes, the ideal thing would have been for him to not have to put that message, and you know, but he's taken, he's not only taking, you know blame for the for the first goal, he's saying, you know, my mistake cost us a result, and in, in a in a, because of that goal being given away, gave away the pressure. So he's not just said, I'm sorry for letting in a goal. He said, you know, this is my fault. And as, as Scunny said, look at Shaka, you know, blaming it on the force. And now we're bamming turning around and saying that they're giving away goals for fun. It, it seems is, like there's it, a real... If, if, if blame must be uh, apportioned to anybody, I'd actually blame Socrates of anybody. Um, but mm. it's almost not his fault to a certain degree. Um I know Harry from uh, your biggest fan. Uh, you, you're the biggest fan of Harry, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> he was on same old Arsenal, and he mentioned that he watches them play for Greece all the time. And he is not one for passing out from the back. This change. No. I've been having a chat with a few guys as well um, about the change in the rule, and now that we allow our own players in the box when uh, a goal kick has been taken, it means that. Players are now like we, we we were passing out to the eighteen yard line before. We're now passing out to the six yard line, and you know, you what? Know, why invite trouble by passing the ball to the six yard line and then passing across in front of your goal uh, to Gwendozi or to whoever? Also, why pass it to? Socrates, who can't pass, uh, who ha has got no ball distribution, where you've got David Louise, who could actually put a ball on a uh, on a fifty pence piece. Tactics, mm. Fergus. The and wrong tactics. Tactics. Yes. Yeah. yeah, tactics. They've been told to do that. They're abiding by a rule that they've been told to do. This is why they kept on doing it. It's it was stupid to keep doing it. When you can see, I think even the players could see that it's an issue. So, surely by then, you need to hoof it upfield. You can't just keep passing it from the back. Now, that's why I think they've been told to do that and keep being told, look, you can't hoof it upfield, you can't hoof it upfield. But is there a law now to say that you can't hoof it upfield? I don't know. It just it seems, seems to me that like Arsenal has that law. No, I've got a question. I've go got on. I've got a question. Sorry, sorry, Trev. No, go. Isn't it isn't it the player's responsibility on the pitch to see what is going on and to take it upon themselves to think of a solution? Why does it have to come from management who Leno chooses to pass to? Why can't it be Leno or the players themselves to make that decision and go, you know what? You pass it here, you do this, you do that. Why does it have to come from management? Absolutely, Manny. Absolutely correct, matey. 
you know, I was, I was just, I wasn't going to use those same words, but exactly the same, mate. Socrates has got that ball, right? And if it don't matter if he's been told he's got to play this short ball. Surely, when he looks up and he sees a player within two foot of Guendouzi, then he takes things into his own hands, and he don't do that. You know, he he, he looks for the he looks for the other options, and if the other option, the only option, is the long ball, that's much better than giving away a goal, which is exactly what we did. You know. Exactly, exactly, and and for me, you you can you know you can blame management, you can blame the players, you can blame whoever you want, whoever you choose to blame. But for me, it's a collective because this is a team effort, isn't it? It's not just the manager who gives orders. There needs to be leaders on the pitch, and the scary thing about this for me is that the leaders on the pitch or the supposed leaders on the pitch are the ones that are making the biggest mistakes. Do so, we have a leader on the pitch? We don't. We don't, and the ones who you would point to, you know, because of their age and because of the amount of football they've played over the years, they're the ones making the mistakes, Fergus. Mm. And you talk about tactics and you talk about, um, like, we're 2-1, we're, we're two one up at the minute. You talk about tactics. Sabias, I mentioned earlier, uh, had a great tackle, as I said, on the halfway line to... to um, to get that second goal um, at just seven minutes after um, they equalize the manager uh, then uh, makes, makes some substitutions a ahead of that though, we had 14 errors that led to goals since the start of the reign of Emery. I don't know what the root cause of that is. I, I, I really, really, really struggle to understand what the root cause Again, it might be go back to leaders and, and, and what leaders we got. But the substitutions that were made, um, we took off, we took off Sabias. Um, we took off um, Gwenduzi and we took off uh, Ozil. Um, Sabias came off on 67 minutes for Willock uh, because he was too hot, apparently. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't have taken so he wouldn't be my first choice to take off um, I would have taken off uh, in the first instance I would have taken off uh, Ozil that would have been the first one I cho I, 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 cho I would have chosen um, uh, I then <sighs> Gwendouzi probably because I think he was getting a bit found out and we needed a bit of needle in the middle with, with Torreira but Torreira has not uh, been the Torreira we knew of um, off, 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 off the beginning of last season. But look at um, where he's been playing. What's that? Look at where he's been playing. Go on, mm -hmm. expand. Look at uh, how he's, he's been playing. He's not, and that he's not. He's not been playing in in front of the back four. He's been playing either side of Xhaka. We haven't. I don't think we've played a four-two-three-one yet um, this season. But he hasn't been playing in that deeper role. He's been he's been pushing for. And look at when he came on against Watford. He had a cracking shot of goal. But what is he doing that high up? He is our only defensive midfielder in the squad. And he's and it, you know he's he's taking shots at goal. To be fair, better than our forwards have been. How did that make sense? You know, you either play if you if he's going to play in a box to box role, you put someone and you keep them deep. You don't play a diamond and have him either side and have everyone trying to get forward and all over the place because it's a mess. Mm. Uh, agree more. Go on, you were going to say, Mike. I said I couldn't. I couldn't agree with him more. There, uh, what they're doing no, with 
I'm going to say, uh, sorry, mate, what they're doing with Torreya is, or what we're doing with Torreya, is what Chelsea did with Kante last season. Mm-hmm. Which is playing him in the total wrong role that he's fit for. Mm-hmm. And Ryan says about Torreira has no comf- confidence because uh, his manager isn't giving him uh, any confidence. We will, we, will uh, run, yeah. we, we will talk on the manager once we finish the game in a couple of minutes, but uh, that is definitely on, on our, our uh, debating point. And is that when you end your cameo then, uh, Manny? Are you staying for the duration? <laughs> um, well, I almost slipped up once. Yeah, you're doing, right. you're, 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 doing, you're doing all right. You're doing all right. Listen, <laughs> I do um, want to remain for the duration, though. I'll, I'm enjoying it. David Luiz um, conceded the third penalty in a row, the tenth penalty given away uh, since the start of last season. Breathe, breathe, bring back the stuffy. No, 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 Trev, come on. Who's given away most goals this season? Who's given away well, most goals? Well, Safi played yet, which I'm glad he hasn't. Otherwise, it would Chambers. be completely different. But yeah. I agree with just Steve. What just Steve just we're said? Playing there. The, we're playing. Yes. Out from the back, play. You know, everyone said, "Oh, but his chamber's going to be fit to play centre back." He was playing all last season as a DM. Even better. If we're playing a ball-playing centre-back, why not have a player that's had a full season playing in front of the back four, going forward, sitting there, passing the ball? Makes perfect sense. But no, good evening, everybody. Doesn't want it to happen. Couldn't agree that should be Louise's role. <laughs> that should be Louise's role, the defensive but, mid. But the problem with David Louise is, yes, he plays the ball well, generally. Hasn't for us yet. He plays the ball well when he's playing in a back three with two centre-backs that can defend. If he's being asked to play the ball and defend, he can't do it. He does not have the capability, and we've said that season after season, and mocks Chelsea for it when he's played in a back four, which is why they mm-hmm. took Aspilicueta from a left-back to a centre-back. Quick, quick question. question. Um, somebody mentioned on Arsenal Fans Forum about Louise and the penalty uh, and said that our attacking play, our midfield vacated, and... As we know, he is not a defender by, Nate, by, by, by trade. He is a, a midfielder, defensive midfielder, as you said, Trev. Um, he, he made a rash tackle, which he does, and he conceded a penalty, which he does. Uh, you know, are other players on that pitch at fault for him making that tackle, if you, if you follow what I mean? Trev? No, they're not because it was a the the the, the bloke was going across him. I, I, there was a bit of cover inside him, and he just hung his leg out. Now, if that player doesn't go down from that contact in a physical sense, that that player went down from that contact because it's professional football. They feel a touch, and they're gone these days, you know. And and Louise should know better than that. Louise is a man of considerable experience. Considerable experience. He should know. He plays that position. For years, he should know if he hangs a leg out, if he touches that bloke, he's on the floor and it's going to be 90% a penalty. He shouldn't make that tackle, Fergus. He should, if he lets him get a shot off, he should let him get a shot off, but he can block, you know. No way should he hang that leg out like that. Not a chance. Okay. okay. Um, towards the end of the game, we're, we're hanging on <laughs> against bottom. Uh, bottom side Watford, uh, Decore, uh, Decore and Saar, uh, they're number 23, I think his name is Saar, uh, cut through the Arsenal midfield like, like a hot, hot, um, what's the phrase go, like like a hot, hot knife through butter. butter. Yeah, um, and thankfully, Leno made a great save on the 92nd minute, otherwise Watford, did they deserve three points? 
on the balance of player. They did. That second half was so poor. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, it was so easy. We are so open. And I do not understand what is it going to take for somebody in that club to take the powers that be by the horns and go, this is not good enough. This and is it- not good enough. We should not be this open. Not against Watford, not against anybody. It was horrible. I was sitting with, with my missus, who's United, and the smugness. It, I, you know what? I think that was that was the reason why it was even more damaging because of what other teams did uh, around exactly. the league. Um, you know, on, on that particular game, uh, this was the first time in 22 meetings across all competitions that Watford and Arsenal have drawn against each other. The last time was in December 1984. Steve, Manny, Mike, were you born in 84? I wasn't. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm a baby. I'm a yeah. baby. What about me? <laughs> Trev, I think it's quite obvious <laughs> the two of us were. Pension in <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I was born the year before '84. But you, you know what? Always, okay, Manny's right, Fergus. And yeah, I mean, the, the last twenty minutes of that game, if we're honest, and everyone knows, I I ain't talking down about my wonderful club that I support. There was only one side going to win that game. If anyone was going to win it, and it weren't us boys, was it? You know, I, I think I think cleverly in this podcast. Pop- 30-odd chances, was it, Fergus, they had, I think? 30, uh, you're looking at my script, aren't you? You're looking at wow. my script. I said Watford had 31 shots, which was a record for Arsenal, uh, who have never faced more shots since Opta stats began. That's 2% of all the shots in the Premier League over the weekend came from Watford. As I said earlier, since the start of last season, Arsenal players have made a combined of 14 errors leading to opposition goals in the Premier League, at least two more than any other club in this time. And and bear in mind, we're meant to be a top six, top four contending side. Also, uh, no side has conceded more goals via penalties in the Premier League um, than Arsenal. 10, level with Brighton, uh, with the Gunners already having conceding three this season alone. And Arsenal have faced more shots, 96 this season, more than any other team in, get this, the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A and the Bundesliga. So I'll ask again, what's it going to take? What's it (laughs) going to take? What's it going to take before we see something different? Because it looks like to me we're going backwards. It seems to me that I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the hell it's supposed to. What the hell is going on? What is this? Here you go. On here, I've written down playing out from the back. Do we have a plan B? We we all criticised Wenger, didn't we? Uh, Many of us criticised Wenger uh, for no no, no plan B. And we've done we've done the 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 the, the Watford game. and we're now getting to the general debate from that around the manager, some of the questions and stuff to do with um, Arsenal, Emery and so on. Like Donna Potts, Potsy's mum, asked um, about Shaka, which we'll talk about. No. Um, I, I asked the question, is, is Emery tink- uh, tinkering around too much? Does he know he's starting 11? Um, you know, uh, who, who, want, who wants to take, take the first one? Um, do we have a plan B? Go on. 
Go on. No, we don't. No, we don't. It's obvious. <laughs> it was clearly obvious against that uh, against in the second half against Watford. There was no plan B. This is why he was still playing out from from the back. Well, you see, Leno did start playing if the odd long ball didn't he after the after the mess the hash of the goal. He did, in fairness to Leno, he did seem to take it into his own hands once or twice and he launched it up the pitch. And, uh, but, yeah, but Trev, sorry, he did go long, but normally when you go long, your back line moves up the pitch and matches today demonstrated this quite well. They st still stood back on the 18 yard line. So a ball went up to Pepe. Pepe took the ball down on his chest or whatever. He lost the ball, but that that happens. That that that's normal. Um, and um, uh, the, the the because the defensive line was so far back, they lost lost control of the midfield again, and they just cut through our midfield continuously the whole time. Yeah, agreed. I do I agree. They... Yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that with the with the back four not pressing up behind the long ball, Fergus. If I'm honest, I didn't watch it on match of the day. I watched it live, and that's the only time I've seen it. So uh, I was too probably too busy pulling out what little bits left of my hair by then to notice that, mate. But um, we are, uh, yeah. I, there's not a plan B, is there? Really? I, 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 was, I was pleased that Leno took it into his own hands, but it obviously didn't help much, did it? Come on, raise yeah, it, big a... boys! I'm getting down the, here. The... There was a thing but up there on Trev and it says Leno isn't world-class by Andy Koenakis. No, I don't think anyone's even said he is world-class. No, okay. none of us have. None of us have. No, I think he's had a decent season. He's had a decent season so far and he led, so I think he has. I, you know? I, I, in all fairness, I've got nothing to fault him with. I, the only fault I have is the defence. It's not his fault. The defence is so poor. Same as last season. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um a, a goalkeeper is only as good as his defence. If he's got no one in front of him, or if he's got people in front of him making stupid mistakes like Socrates is and Xhaka has done many times in Louise, what chance has he got? Mm -hmm. um, bringing Manny back in. Manny, oh. uh, your thoughts on Leno? Are you, are you, is that your better side? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Leno yeah. is he is he world class? No, we we can't deem him world class. Not yet. No, he has to be consistent. Do okay. this on a consistent basis, and then we have that conversation. He was say a goalkeeper is only as good, and that defense. I don't care who you put in that seed. But that but that defense is pointed up by. Uh, a CDM, and that's who protects and is the first line of defence. Um, and Shaka, again, remember this is a family show. Um, <laughs> Shaka, um, Donna said. Um, Shaka said the the team are were scared in the second half. Is that um, a translation issue that he had? Is that just an incorrect choice of words, or is it a, no. a stupid thing to alert other teams to? Uh, to but no respect, scared of, of Watford. Why should we be using words like scared and um, Shaka even starting? Shaka shouldn't be starting. No. This guy's an idiot. He's an idiot. He so, is an idiot. Who is allowing this dude to make to go into the press conference and actually talk? The guy can barely play. 
He's got half a brain, and and, and we're letting him speak. <laughs> this is the second interview he's done in the last couple of weeks, where you're wondering what through his head, and I am so struggling so hard with this. <laughs> Jack is not a CDM. He's barely a footballer. All right. So if you're going to insist on having Xhaka in the team, which Emery is doing, then you need somebody next to him who's going to do the graft. If you watch that game again, Xhaka is so slow, so unathletic. He's useless at everything else bar a long, a long pass. So what do you do? You stick somebody next to him who's going to do that dirty work and you're going to allow him to play to his strengths, which is passing the ball. We're not doing that. He can't defend. He hasn't got the athleticism to play that CDM role and to ask him to cover that blade of, of grass, he's not going to be able to do it. But, and to but say Manny- we're scared, to say that we're scared proves Dini right and it gives other teams exactly what they want from us. You've also got on there when you say you can pick a pass out, but Gwenduzi can pick a pass out and he's a hell of a lot better footballer than Xhaka. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, pointing I, out what Emery sees. Well, I don't know what he sees. He's that, surely. How can he but, see a captain but, in that? That 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 was the question. First of all, yeah, captain, leave that aside. But is is Emery tinkering too much? And does he have a basis of a starting eleven? Even if it's starting eight, and then you could rotate certain players. Depend. I I can understand some rotation depending on our opposition, but he doesn't. He does. Does he have a starting eight? So do you have? We're keeping you up, Steve. I've, <laughs> I've been getting up at half six every morning to take my sister. Really? Um, That's late. Mate. <laughs> Such a nice yeah. guy. Half six. Yeah. She's paying me. But... <laughs> Maybe for you guys, you know, you're up nice and early to get your pensions, but. <laughs> but no, but... Um, I think, I think honestly, he does have an idea. And I think that's why we're, we're seeing Xhaka, Socrates, Louise, Kalasanac. I mean, he, he's he's in a bit. You know, he's up against a wall in terms of fullbacks. Um, you know, but Abamyang. I think he's got an idea, but what he doesn't have an idea on now is because our midfield has got. You know, you've got Willock, who's a box to box. You know, grafter. You've got Xhaka, who. Pff, what is Useless. Xhaka? You've got Torreira, who Useless. he wants to. He wants to be running up and down the pitch, but he, he's very good in a defensive role. You've got Gwendozi, who's a real sort of jack of all trades. How do you balance that midfield with the attack that he's now got? That's his problem. You know, we've seen what so in five games he's played. I think three three different formations. He's played the diamond. He's played a four three three with a flat three. He's played. Um, what did he play? What did we go against Liverpool? That was a four-three-three. That was with... a, that was a diamond as well at Liverpool. He, 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 yeah, he gave up. It, it, it seems if he if he if he's got a very strong forward line, he's willing to forego the flanks to try and keep the forward line in 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 place. And at Liverpool, our type understood the gamble, but at Vicarage hmm. Road, I didn't really yeah, understand. Yeah, I, the I, did, I didn't get I didn't get on the weekend playing Pepe as a central striker. You know, we're we're saying give him time. We're saying you know give him, give him a bit you know, bit of slack. But Pepe was best last year in League One, coming in from the right hand side, playing balls in, going from set pieces, 
you know, taking on defenders. He's not doing that as a central striker because the service isn't there. We all give Aubameyang a free pass when he's playing out wide because he's not a wide man. Pepe is not a central striker either. So having having two strikers playing up front, you know, Pepe isn't known for his hold-up play. So why is he playing as a second striker against Aubameyang who feeds off of somebody like Lacazette giving him the ball? It it there there are issues there that Emery really needs to address. If he's if he's going to tinker with the midfield, do that, but make sure you're getting at least one area right. And whilst we haven't got holding or or a proper centre back next to Papa, then you've you've got three areas in that field so, that aren't so, right. So, question for you then, Steve. You said um, holding next to Papa. Is that what you're? Uh, holding Socrates would be your favourite pairing rather than holding Louise. If if, if they were fit, absolutely. I, I honestly, I do not want to see Louise. Uh, you know, for a while. Like, if he's going to play, play him in a back three. But you, we have to have a player that is but, comfortable but moving that, the ball, but comfortable tracking back in the air defensively, and got a good head on him. But David Louise. Louise David Luiz has won the Premier League, the Champions League. He's he's won lots. He's a leader. Yeah, but didn't didn't um oh well, Manny. I'm trying to think it's, of the little guy. Yeah, Phil Jones has won the Champions League, hasn't he? No. Yeah, but but what I'm well, what I'm saying well, is there's, there's some shocking Man United players that won the Champions League. So to use that as an uh, as an example, I think when you've I, seen I'm, the blunders, I'm not, I'm not using makes, it as an example. I'm using it as a fact. Yeah, obviously it is a fact, but it's an example that you're you know you're. Yes, he's won those things. It's a fact. He's won- he he should he should be. We talked about a leader. He should be the leader that... that he's um, not. He wasn't last year at Chelsea, and he's, so far he's not shown that anywhere near that at Arsenal. OK, OK. My grandson has just put on the comments he's got to go, his battery's run out, so see you later, Joe. Have a nice <laughs> evening. Get to bed soon. No playing Fortnite <laughs> till one o'clock in the morning like you did on Friday night. <laughs> Yes, it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. I suppose it's not on my rules. <laughs> um, so other things we got. We, we we touched on Willock. Willock has extended his contract. Um, I think he's got. What is it? Three or four years extension on his contract. Anybody know exactly? I think he had two four years. years. Four I years. Four, four years. Four. Which is which mm. is fantastic. The the guy has been been doing quite good. I I think don't you? Um, He's had a, a couple of rusty moments, um, but that's going to—that's probably lack of experience somewhere along the line, and 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 he will he will gain that experience in the more more first team places he gets. But there's another guy. Is it Sam Greenwood? Sam um, Greenwood. He's Steve. You knew a bit more. You sent sent us a message through on that. He he signed a new contract as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Um. He's a. I think he's seven, seventeen or eighteen, but um, striker. He's playing playing at the moment with the under twenty ones. Uh, I saw him a couple of years back at a training session at the Stadium of Light. I took the nephews over um, and he was playing for Sunderland. And um, I was speaking to, speaking to a guy there and he was saying that him and Bally Mumba have been doing bits for Sunderland. So when I saw last summer that he signed for Arsenal, I thought, right, well, that's that's good. Um, had, a, had a obviously a bit more of a look in. Um, s- serial goal scorer for England age groups and... Last year for the under 18 scored a lot of goals, scored some set pieces. Seems to, you know, get the odd header. Um, <laughs> Nathan's point. just summed it up. Very um, good point. You know, and and Urza as well. Sorry, on that note, Urza was a serial winner. And well, please. <laughs> please. Uh, anyway, right, anyway, okay, so you, you, you've done me. You've done me. Go on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Sam Greenwood, um, yeah, he's a real promising, promising striker. 
Um, and he's just signed his first professional contract with us. He's he's been having a having a decent season so far, and uh, you know looked looked good in the in the game against Boreham Wood as well when he played. I think him and John Jules coming through. I think they're going to be the two two strikers that that we see in in the next few years. I think if they're going to make the step up. And the Jeff Dan Dan oh, Harry has just come along. He's running so the show got... the Champions League right now. Listen, boys, talk, you're talking about all these players that have come to Arsenal as previous winners, right? We, uh, Louise, we mentioned. Ozil, we mentioned. Licksteiner, we mentioned. Are we just a club that ruins these players then, or what? Do we just, do we just get, bring good players in and just totally ruin them then? What is, it, is it us, the club? Well, what? no, I, I, I don't think we, we do. But uh, I, I don't... F- from my personal view at the moment is the way where we are right now is that, and we touched on it earlier, is we're making mistakes and we're not learning from them, right? They're, they're the plan B, we go back to that, there doesn't seem to be a plan B, right? Louise has given away three or four goals, silly, silly goals. Let's look at where else we play him then. We don't want him giving away goals all season. Don't forget this was Watford at the weekend. Mm-hmm. It weren't Liverpool or City. It was Watford who had one point from four games. Haven't troubled anybody. Haven't troubled anybody. And they've scored mm. 31 goals against us. So we need to be looking at, from my perspective, we need to be getting looking at getting Louise out of that back four. Absolutely. You know, get, getting Absolutely. him out of that back four. And if we're going to play him, play him up the field. And, and to be honest with you, I'd rather see him playing up the field a little bit, right, rather than Xhaka. Kick Xhaka out. I wouldn't even do him, I wouldn't even put him there. I think, you know, as, as I touched on earlier on, if we're going to play a centre-back, which, you know, Luis has played the majority of his career as a centre-back, if we're going to play a centre-back in midfield, why not put in Chambers? He had, he, you know, fantastic there last season. And and he's going to be around longer. I, I you know, Luis is here for what, a season, two seasons? I think if you're going to That's play a centre-back in midfield, yeah, but if you're going to play a centre-back in midfield, play Chambers. Listen, we've got so many different issues, right? And then we can talk about them until, until the cows come home. Emery, we need to start asking serious questions. I know people are saying, you know, give him 10 games and, and let him have all these players fit. Cool. But he's not maximizing the potential of the players that he has now. Mm. He's not playing them to the fullest of their ability. He is making clear errors that you and I can see. So I don't know what he is seeing here. There is no leadership. There isn't a structure. I'm struggling to understand how after a year, you still do not know what works. You've been with the majority of these players for that time. So you know who's good. You know their strengths. You know their weaknesses. So why are you playing them to the point that their weaknesses are shining so brightly? There's something that he's not doing. That Watford game turned the tide for a lot of people, me included. I don't want him gone yet, but I'm asking some serious questions. He needs, in the next five to ten games, to grab this team, maximize their potential. I know they're not the best players, but they're good at something. So get that out of them. Win some games and get the boo boys off your back. Because right now he's given them a reason to be on his case. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
I agree. After the Watford game and the substitutions and the tactics and so on, I, I want to support the manager or the head coach. Um, and um, I, 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 I'm not for shouting for his head like social media you've been on fans form we on twitter we've been on guns and yellow ribbons uh, on 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 the chat groups on 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 the various threads and some of it is just like it, it's like venger out all over again but but light no, venger out light no 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 i i, I don't I, I trev i'm I, i'm with you um i i don't want to see that again um but there's a lot of people and quite a lot of them are, are overseas fans i suppose and they watch um uh, watch football from 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 afar, and they see the the media show that is around football. And there's there's quite a lot of them that are saying um, th- there are few a few that are saying within uh, the UK and closer to closer to the, the stadium um, to change the manager sooner rather than later. Uh, and they're saying bring in Mourinho. Oh, you're not allowed. We're not allowed to swear. (laughs) Oh, you almost had me there. Oh, I tell you, these these people that are calling for Marino, right? They're right. Now, I may get some stick for this, but they're virgin on being idiots, right? They're virgin. I'm not virgin, virgin. Trevor. I'm sorry about the army. The biggest two. That's being nice. What are the their memories two. like? Don't they remember what a mess he made at Manchester United? Don't they remember the what a mess he made at Chelsea? Mourinho. Say it again, Scotty. Say it again, Scotty, please. Yeah, the, the biggest two idiots calling for Mourinho is is Adrian Durham on Talk Sport and Heavy D. Oh, now, come God. on. Oh. Let's say, seriously. See, I this guy video are you on? Now, and... I know we're live here and I know we can't swear and everything else, but please, to God, if someone sees Heavy D in the street, take that belt off him, please. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, really, not really, just, it's, it's not just really now. Marino, is he? Has he really been? I, I don't watch the man. Yeah. I won't give the man a second of my time. I, when I first you know. heard it, I hadn't seen it anywhere. I hadn't seen it on Sky Sports. I hadn't seen it on BT Sports. So I thought I'd have a look uh, before we started doing this. And uh, and the biggest two people that I could find on Google <laughs> is Heavy D calling for him and Adrian Durham on Talksport. Now, come on, they're the biggest two idiots going out. Well, and 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 Mike, you know why that is? The two Durham. people that are trying to get other people phone in on 0898, whatever uh, number it is to talk sport, are get bloody Instagram followers. That's that's. Well, that's I, I, I get that. I get that exactly. The two idiots, and let's face it, one of them one of them wears a bloody afro hat and the, and the, and the belt. For God's yeah. sake, and the other one just talks absolute. I won't say it on talk sport. So, right. So none of us, none of us want Maureen with us then. And I don't think any. Hell no! No! I don't think any people in the chat want either. Looking at uh, looking around the league a little bit, um, and we'll touch then on Frankfurt because Trev, you're going to Frankfurt. We'll have a chat with you about that. Uh, we've got about five or so minutes, and 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 we're going to be done five, maybe ten. Um, other results, uh, Man City got beaten by Norwich. Wow. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. That's it. That, 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 you, you nailed it, haven't you? <laughs> ah, well. Oh, well. I'm uh, devastated. That, 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 uh, that um, what's his name? Buki? 
Pookie. 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 What a great player he is. We we, we touched He's on him, I think, uh, on one of the audio po- uh, podcasts. But you know what was even better? One of the commentators, I think it might have been on TalkSport, uh, um, was quite topical because you got Peaky Blinders out at the moment. And he went, He's a Pookie Blinder. <laughs> oh, that was a great line. <laughs> right. No, um, that's kind of cool. I'm out. <laughs> that's corny. Um, that's corny. Palace. <laughs> Palace went to went to White Hart Lane or the, the Tottenham Stadium or whatever it's called. I expected more from Palace because Palace had beaten Man United at Old Trafford. They've been quite good on the road. Um, I, I I did think that we might that, that we might get a little bit of turn up for the books and that um, they they may get a. a I thought it would have been a two-one game and I didn't know which way it was going to go. I was just hoping it was going to be two-one to uh, to Palace. I start watching the first twenty minutes or so and I went three 0 and I went, you know, fuck it. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> and you were worried about me and Manny. Oh! Well Congratulations. We love it. Woo! I thought I was going to get some Al Gwendozi. I thought. I thought sod this, um, and I, I went to the pub instead. Um, and West Ham had the, the Vina opportunity. McCall messed up, man. The Vina <laughs> McCall messed up. <laughs> uh, uh, but look, the auto queue is still going, so like, you know. Uh, and West Ham had the opportunity to go level. Um, uh, I go level Man City, um, and uh, they could have uh, they could have gone on to ten points, and they 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 blew it as well. But I tell you what, there is a shout out. Uh, needed for the Arsenal women. The Arsenal women. I watched the last twenty minutes with um, United, uh, Dan. Yeah, they they won. It was it wasn't the best game. Uh, Dan, Harry, and myself were on 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 um, Messenger together at the same time. It wasn't the, the best game in the world, but DVD she come good again. Uh, so that was that was excellent. Um, and we're going to try and get something work something out with Dan, and maybe we do a a ten fifteen minutes or other preview or post match sort of um, thing with with regards. To, will you stop smiling? No. He's smug as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, After all the grief you gave me backstage and the conversation that we had, yep. it is an amazing <laughs> feeling <laughs> to have right. you mess up right on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so, um, Trev, uh, you're on, uh, tonight, is it, or is it in the morning I'm, that, I'm flying, that you leave? I'm flying tomorrow morning, mate. Uh, I'm very lucky because at this time of year you can get direct flights from Kos to Frankfurt. So the game has fallen perfectly for me straight on a plane in the morning, three hours, I land in Frankfurt and I've been told that it's Oktoberfest in Frankfurt while we're there. So if you don't hear from me for a few days, boys, don't worry, I won't be on that. <laughs> no, you know what? You, you know what? If there's anything like Baku, I will hear from you at about 11 o'clock at night and you won't remember yeah. any of it. I know, I know. How bad was I then? Sorry, boys. <laughs> Sorry, Fergus. It's, it's, it's no, I'm right. excited about it. Because it's my first game of the season, Fergus. I've not seen the boys play yet, so I'm right up for it. My bag's packed by the door. Um, yeah, can't wait to see the game live again. I'm excited I, I, about it. I so wanted to be joining you out there, but as you know, I've got lots going on back here in the UK that I need to sort out. 
So yeah, we know a, that, mate. You know away, that. away games are, are on the back burner for me. Listen, boys, I'll bring you all back in because uh, um, we are uh, about to go to a close. We're, we're going to finish on time. It's really good. And Manny's still laughing at me. He's still laughing at me. He's still laughing at me. <laughs> Yes, I am. You deserve this. I'll tell you what, before we go, Andy has asked about our score predictions. Let's do our score predictions for uh, the Frankfurt game and we'll leave the Villa game for uh, Johnny to do later. So what 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 do you reckon on? Um, let's start. Uh, Scotty, let's go first with you. What's your score prediction for? I'm going to write these down for the Frankfurt game. Oh, uh, uh, I'll say two one win, Arsenal win. One two, Steve. Two nil. Okay. Uh, Manny. One all. Not three one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> hey, I got a point in the weekend, man. So. <laughs> mm. uh, Trev. Yeah, I'm with Manny. I, f- I think it'll be a one-all. I'm, I'm with Manny on that one. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm wrong, by the way. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, to be honest, I think it's probably, you know, they have played four games in the season. They've kept clean sheets. Um, uh, they, they've won their home games and lost their away games. So um, I think it could be, uh, it could be, um, it could be a draw as well. So I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go just to be slightly different, 2-2, but I think it's a draw as well. So um, so you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It nearly, it nearly was perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Boys, a, a quick thought, a quick thought on what do you think of this new format? Can you like, do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, this I love it. Hard, I Oh, I love it. I love it because look on the screen now. I'm in the middle of the pretty face with all you rough lookers all around me. You know, I'm carrying your boys. <laughs> you wish, mate. You wish. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I love it. I love. I love the fact that that we now put faces to words. Look at all the smiling faces. And Fergus, you you've undoubtedly <laughs> made my night with one word tonight. And you know, and I think uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go to Frankfurt and enjoy his Lederhausens. Dave Hurl, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, um, I've got one right here. Honestly, it's just cracked open. <laughs> After That's that, <laughs> uh, it, it, it is. On it's kind of lager. Listen, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like us, follow us on facebook as you are doing and seeing us on here but also please 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 follow us on youtube because after christmas this is going to go on to youtube um and it just try and reach a greater audience um scotty steve manny and trev thank you very much and up the ass thanks for listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.